Tonight at the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 182, The Five Doctors. My name is John, and joining me, as he does every time things get a little angsty in our cosmic energy, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, how are you, sir? Um, I am here i am still in my house mm-hmm. um i'm i'm doing all right really in the grand in the grand scheme of things i'm doing all right doing all right yes i am doing much of the same i think for me this is this might be day 9 or 10 of self quarantine i did go out today mhm i went to a local market to buy some stuff and had a little panic attack but it's fine it, yeah. I don't. I don't want to call it a panic attack. I just got really antsy. It no, I get it because um, I Amber does the grocery shopping, so you know she went out on I want to say Sunday, I think, to do a little spot of grocery shopping, mm-hmm. and she came back and she's like, "Whoa, that's like there. There is just something different when it's like, okay, you know, the, the stuff that you expect places to be out of are obviously out of it, but it's like." I couldn't find yogurt anywhere. I couldn't find uh, mayonnaise or whatever, you know, some something like that. And and there's this like whether you register it or not, there's this kind of like shock to your system of like, okay, mm, this is a different existence we are in right now. And um, yeah, we are in a new reality. Well, for me, it was more of a I can not physically stay six feet away from anyone. That also is very difficult in a store, I imagine. Yeah, it was it the store I went to, which was a lovely store, one of our friends recommended it to us. He actually sent us a picture twenty five minutes before I went to the store of just their toilet paper aisle and they had a bunch. So I <laughs> I was like, All right, I guess I'm going and I went and I had my list with me. And yeah, man, I was just the entire time super paranoid. Like I could not stay six feet away from anyone. They had all the stuff that we needed. Mm-hmm. It was just like that was the thing. And I'm like, I've been in the store too long. I've been in the store too long. That I kept yeah. thinking that it was it was pretty maddening. But I got everything. We got toilet paper. Uh, I h- hand sanitized yep. like a mother after I got out of there. Yeah, we we literally like. Close to our back door and close to our front door, we have just a large thing of hand sanitizer. Just yeah. when you come in, either way you're going, just take a hit, oh, clean yeah. up. You know, yeah. I mean, we still get out for walks, get the kids out for walks. And it is, you know, you just like I go I go out and get my two miles every day, you know, and <clears throat> there can be somebody coming up the street opposite direction, you know, that I'm going. And I'm like, you know. No big deal. I'm just going to, at this point, I'm going to cut out here. I'm going to walk on the other side of the cars. I don't care if I'm walking in the street. You know, you smile and nod to the guy. You cut back in after you pass, and that's just that's just how it is now. That's how it is, yeah. You know, nobody's getting butthurt over it, and there you go. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Everybody, for the most part, knows what should be going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, un- unfortunately, our current administration is not. Well, yes. Part of that. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm 
you know, obviously I'm looking at the news and I'm looking at Twitter and I'm like, well, facts are facts. So good God. Yes. True. Yes. Hey, you know what we should do? Mm. Um, I'm, I'm going to steal this idea from the gals over at, uh, the Verity podcast. They always do something at the beginning of their episodes where it's like, what in Doctor Who is making you happy right now? I think just to kind of keep the positivity going, um, what in general is making you happy right now, John? Just in general? In general. It doesn't even have to be Doctor Who related. If it is, great. If it's not, oh, this what's is, making you happy? Wow, this is nice. What's making me happy? What makes you happy right now? That's a, that is a great question that I have not I am not prepared to answer, but I think I will say... What makes me happy right now is, oh, I, I finally got a nice little streaming setup going on in Pincroft Loft because we are not using it as a recording studio for multiple people now. Right. So I have hooked up my PlayStation and I have a TV on the table where all the microphones are and I'm using this mixer to the full effect. So I have my headphones on. Basically, I have what I what I'm doing right now, but I'm just on twitch streaming and that makes me happy it's fun nice taylor what about you um you know i'm gonna say the fact that i get done with work here at my desk and i'm i'm honestly like a typical day amber perrin echo if she's with us kobe they're all literally at the kitchen table right and i am on the other side of the kitchen uh from them I'm in a completely separate room. So, you know, I go large chunks of the day, even though we're in the same house, not really seeing them all that much. But I love that I get to the end of the day and we have enough daylight out, obviously. <clears throat> and Perrin, multiple times now, has gone, Dad, go work on the bus. I want to go outside and, you know, roll around on my scooter. Oh. Um, and just the fact that that's what he wants to do. Cute. Is, is... Uh, great because sometimes all I want to do is like dude I just want to sit on the couch I've been in this yeah. semi uncomfortable like office chair for most of the day I'm like okay I'll go out with you and that's you know that's just a nice time to kind of have to decompress yeah after the day so that that's what's making me happy right now well great I like it yeah that is uh yes hey we're let's do that from now on I like that. you got it you got it I like it. But before we get to the five doctors, which, uh, oh my goodness, I'm uh -huh, so excited. Right. Me too. Uh, let's get to some who news because there, there is a decent amount. There is. And, um, go to our show notes, obviously folks to, uh, check out the links to yes. this. Um, and our first three stories are all related because, um, and I unfortunately was not able to take part on this same last Saturday. Um, we were, um, getting outside but staying distant at the same time right um and needed it so desperately um but there was this mass watch party for the day of the doctor mm -hmm. um it's so much of a thing that Stephen moffat actually like came back to twitter yeah in order to join in for it yeah um and teased that we were going to get some sort of new scene yes for it um and i turns out i did not have time to watch it um before recording tonight but um dan starkey as strax um and it 
possibly might have been puppet tracks. I'm not sure. It, it was. I watched it. Was. it. Okay. Yes, okay. it's very okay. cute. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. It's basically puppet tracks. He's introducing the special again because apparently they did this in the um when they released it in theaters the 50th. Oh, okay, okay. But it was real, it was real and I had not seen that either. It was real Strax and he was just basically saying don't uh don't talk during the movie, don't do this, don't do that. And then there was actually like a little scene with Matt Smith and David Tennant. Oh, nice. But this one was pretty cute. Um Stephen Moffat wrote it and uh I believe also I think Madame Vastra's voice is in it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've but it's got to remember to watch it. It's very cute. It's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, yeah, we will have a link in the show notes so you can watch that if you haven't watched it. And if you just missed out on the whole thing, but you want a recap of what was going on, like um, I know Ingrid Oliver, who played Oswald, she had an entire like Instagram live stream uh, of the whole thing. That's great. That you could have gotten in on. Um, I did see and included a link to a cult box article um, that just kind of recaps like all the highlights from it. And here's the best part later this week. I want to say it's Thursday. Yes. Thursday. The 26th is the 15th anniversary of Rose. Oh, wow. Really? The 15th anniversary of the return of Dr. Who. And so get this Russell T Davies. It's coming back to Twitter to join everybody. Love it for a watch party of Rose. And in fact, it turns out today not only is the three-year anniversary of introducing friend of the show Paul Cornell. Um, yes, yeah, we got to interview him three years ago today. That was awesome. Um, but it was also 15 years ago today that the very first trailer for the Return of Doctor Who. Mm. That that one where the you know, uh, uh, do you want to come with me? And there's like the running down the hall with a big explosion, like slow motion behind him. Oh, do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not joking. I watched it this morning, and I was like, "This still gets me excited." Like I remember the excitement that I felt when I first saw that trailer. And I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, oh my yeah. god!" Um, so they are doing, um, they're doing Rose on Thursday, um, and I want to say that they're doing another one pretty soon and i can't remember which it is right now shoot i did not write them both down but we will find out and we will tweet it out at you or if you're a good doctor who fan like most of well most of us um me not included (laughs) you already know and you've got it on your calendar so let us go yeah let us know (laughs) (laughs) so last week's episode um obviously face of evil the the introduction of louise jameson as yes um oddly enough right there in um my newsfeed pops up an article of uh explaining why she turned down a chance to return to the series to bridge the gap between tom baker and peter davison yeah i just i was i was looking at that that is uh very interesting yeah definitely and so um i guess she was speaking at the uh, british film institute kind of uh, screening Q&A session for the release of the season 14. Mm -hmm. Um, Blu-rays. The Blu-ray, yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the reason, as I'm trying to get down to it here really quickly, the radio time site is being funny for me. 
Um, and uh, oh, here it is. She recalled, I got a phone call from John Nathan Turner, and I knew he was now producer at the BBC to say he could take me out to lunch and discuss a series. That's all he'd say. He's like, she's thought, oh, I'm going to get my own series. Well, it turned out that John wanted her to do one, sorry, the last one or two stories of uh, Tom Baker's series. So Legopolis and then, um, oh, Lord, I can't remember the story before Legopolis, whatever it was. Spiders? Uh, possibly. Mm, I'll look it up. Um, and the whole of the next season, Peter Davison's entire first season. And at that point that he had asked, Peter Davison hadn't been cast yet. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Keeper yeah. of Tracking. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The Keeper of Tracking, where, where Nessa gets introduced. Yes. Which, interesting, I wonder if that originally would have been, instead of introducing Nissa, reintroducing Leela. I assume so. Oh, that would have been weird. Interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Hmm. So. Would have changed everything. I know. That would have been very interesting. Um, So that's always worth a uh, a look. Um, Now, John, are you familiar with uh, the video game Animal Crossing? Uh, I, I actually pulled the trigger and bought the game. Oh, did you? I have yet to play it, but, um, I'm, I'm going to get into it soon. Okay. Well, bookmark this tweet that I've got oh. in the show notes. Um, I honestly, I know a little bit about the game. Mm-hmm. Echo is really kind of into it. Perrin knows about it. Um, they don't know that we've bought the game. Mm-hmm. Um, for them kind of just maybe a little later in this whole lockdown situation yes uh to to give them something to look forward to yeah um but already because i think the game came out on like the 20th yeah it came out like three days ago yeah so somebody has actually already recreated the old carpet of the lax marriott gallifrey one friends who are also in animal crossing um go chase down this link um but you can get this as a pattern, a tile. I'm not sure what they call it. Yeah, I have no idea what is happening. But I, I've seen, I've seen this one. I've seen a couple of wrestling related ones. So I, I don't know what this is, but I mean, I'll, I'll use it. Do it. It's very cool looking. I totally, I totally want to see it. Um, that I game, just, that game was described to me as a, a really cute way to recycle things for money okay <laughs> that's how that game was described to me and i went Fair. well here we go i guess you know trust me when the kids come to me with questions i might just have to direct them to you oh boy you all have been... well yeah let's do it give me you those give me those uh those friend ids yeah uh, we don't network don't give me those friend ids yeah sorry we we don't network our, our gaming consoles. Fair enough. So fair enough. Um, lastly, but certainly not leastly, uh, news breaking just today uh, that actor David Collins uh, has passed away at the age of seventy nine. Um, if you're not familiar with the name, uh, his first appearance on Doctor Who was the fourth Doctor story of Revenge of the Cybermen, where he played Voris. Mm. Um, he was also he also played pole in the uh, robots of death. Oh, which I believe we were saying just last week. We haven't watched yet. Yeah, we were. Uh, yep. And then he played Modern in Modern Undead. Wow. Which we have watched. 
Yes, we have watched him watch an undead. Jeez. Yep. Desperate to get the doctor to give up his remaining regeneration. Yes. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sad day indeed. All right. All righty. So this week. Oh, my goodness. Look at this rundown. Oh, yeah. This and week, there's so, so many more. Yes, there is. And, and so much more. This week, we watched The Five Doctors, starring Richard Herndell and William Hartnell as the Doctor, Patrick Troughton as the Doctor, John Pertwee as the Doctor, the wax dummy of Tom Baker as the Doctor, Peter Davidson as the Doctor, Nicola Courtney as Nicholas Courtney, excuse me, how dare I, <laughs> as the Brigadier, uh, Anthony Ainley as the Master, and much, much, much more. It was written by Terrence Dick and directed by Peter Moffat, and it first aired. Oh, it is. It first aired November 23rd, 1983, and it it's a children, children in Need special. Yeah, it's not part of season 20. It is not part of season 21. It exists without it, and it is sometimes so much more than any story possibly could have been. Yeah, I mean, we will get to it because holy oh, moly. Boy, um, <clears throat> but we have... Probably the most story notes I think I've ever seen. And I really had to pick and choose. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want a complete rundown of just the bonkers level of story notes that exist for the five doctors, go over to TARDIS Wikia, read them, dive down that rabbit hole, and we will see you in a week. Yes, absolutely. But boy, oh boy. So for the first time in history at this point, a previous incarnation of the Doctor is brought into an episode having, uh, sorry, by having a different actor play him on screen, right? Richard Herndl mm-hmm. took over the role of the first Doctor because William Hartnell had passed away back in 1975. Now, we all know that in 2017, um, the uh, first Doctor appeared again in Doctor Who in the Series 10 finale, The Doctor Falls, mm-hmm. um, and then the Christmas special Twice Upon a Time, this time being played by the amazing David Bradley. yes. Um, who played William Hartnell in the 50th anniversary special and adventure in time and space or yeah. space and time, whichever one. <laughs> um, so in this case, the first doctor's change in appearance was explained by the 12th doctor as the first doctor's face getting mixed up due to the first doctor resisting regeneration. Oh my goodness. I had forgotten about that. <laughs> Very funny. Oh, in addition to its inclusion of a number of characters not normally seen together, The Five Doctors was also the first episode of Doctor Who ever to premiere abroad. It was also the first Doctor Who narrative broadcast as part of the UK's Children in Need television uh, uh, charity telethon. Um, So this this was the first time that there was a cooperation between Children in Need and Doctor Who. And, oh boy, (laughs) was it just... So big. Yes. So grand. Um, the modern era obviously would see the show contribute a number of mini episodes and prequels uh, to Children in Need, but this is obviously the franchise's most extravagant contribution. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Yep. So now going on that, this is a Children in Need special. This, like, obviously it's canon. Yes. But there's probably somebody somewhere. It's like, well, it, it wasn't part of this season. It wasn't part of that season. It's not part of canon. But here's how much this Children in Need special has given to canon. Yeah. 
This story introduced the idea that Time Lords could grant a new regeneration cycle mm -hmm. to a Time Lord at the end of their original cycle of 12 regenerations. Yes. Try not to put that in the lens of season 12. Let's just not go there right now. <laughs> um, in this case, of course, it was offered to the master, though he didn't receive it. Yes. Uh, Liz Sladen said she wished she hadn't filmed the shot of her rolling down the embankment because it didn't look very good afterwards. Can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> I that's I, in my also, notes. Yep. I I also personally speaking have feelings about her outfit through this entire story, but we will get All to right, that. We'll get to it. Um Robert Holmes was initially commissioned to write this special. <clears throat> mm -hmm. The special initially had the title, uh, sorry, the working title was Six Doctors because it originally included a robot imposter of one of the doctors. Oh my god. The story get this would have detailed the cybermen attempting to become cyber lords oh my god sound familiar by extracting a certain gene from the doctor's genetic code hmm and assimilating it within their own hmm. <laughs> wow hmm could it be that chris chibnall is robert holmes regenerated maybe it could be uh, holmes however was unable to come up with a workable script. It would take obviously until the year 2020 in order to do yes, that. Yes. Um, so Terrence Dix was commissioned to write the piece. Ironically, the story immediately preceding the five doctors is the King's demons did in fact introduce a robot character chameleon with the, with the ability to impersonate others. Wow. However, despite being introduced in that story as a new companion, not only is Chameleon not referenced or seen once in The Five Doctors, the character disappeared completely from the series for a full year because of technical difficulties. Oh, my God. Yep. Well. Yep. Normally, we're used to the bonkers action on screen. This is all the bonkers action behind the screens. Goodness. Uh, Tom Baker didn't appear in the story despite what it looks like. Those are yeah. scenes for Shada. Yep. Uh, he declined to return to his role as the fourth doctor as he felt it was too soon after his departure from the show, a decision he later said he regretted, understandably. Yes. Uh, for a publicity cast photo, and as referenced in our opener here, a waxwork figure from Madame Tussauds of Tom Baker as the doctor was used. Although according to discussion on the special edition DVD, Baker himself was at one point supposed to take part in the photo shoot, but pulled out. Ugh. What, what could have been? What could have been, indeed. What could have been, Tom? Pardon me in the ice in my hydro flask he, as I lubricate for the rest of the story notes. He, We're not he, done yet. He robbed me of him and Patrick Troughton scare, uh, sharing the screen. Ugh. I know. I know. Ugh. Um, so this serial explicitly indicated in dialogue that, that the Davison incarnation of the Doctor was in fact the fifth, officially discounting fan speculation dating back to the now infamous Brain of Morbius that the first Doctor wasn't actually the first. Well, boy, have we got news for you. Uh, <laughs> amusingly, Terrence Dix wrote both stories, albeit writing the Brain of Morbius under the pseudonym Robin Bland. Interesting. Now, John, Oh my I goodness. know you like the, I know oh you like God. the quarks. Oh I know God. you love the quarks. Oh so God. much so I printed a picture of the quarks for you. Yes. So the quarks were actually set to return in this story. Oh my God. 
as if this story wasn't already chock-a-block full with all sorts of amazingness, it would have had the quirks in it as well. Ugh. However, they were removed from the script at an early stage and replaced by the amazing Japanese Ultraman-inspired, like, crazy anime Rastan warrior robot. I'm fine with it. Now it's now it's fine. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? Which is the... I laughed so hard when I saw this thing today. Yeah. Which is the only new monster featured in the special and was itself a last-minute addition after Eric Sayward told Terrence Dix that the third Doctor and Sarah needed to encounter one more <laughs> obstacle before reaching the tower. Well, then, I mean, what an obstacle they encountered. Necessity is the mother of invention. <laughs> now, not only, not only would we have originally had the quarks, not only would we originally have had a non-wax Tom Baker. Yes. We also could have had Commander Maxel. Oh, my goodness. Last seen in Arc of Infinity was at one point to have appeared the character was dropped from the final script when Colin Baker proved to be unavailable. Oh. We technically would have had the six doctors. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Right? What? <sighs> Discounting the Brigadier. And ladies and gentlemen, this is our last story note. You'd be happy to know. Discounting the Brigadier. This story has the distinction of marking the first time companions from different eras had met and interacted. Oh, that's fun. It's very cool. All right. By golly. By golly, what a bunch of story notes those were. Oh, I'm ready for a nap. Well, not yet, Taylor, because you have to present us with a world-famous synopsis, so take it away. All right. Well, someone is scooping up the doctors and dropping them in the death zone, along with a couple of familiar baddies and a particularly anime new one. But why and who Is it the Master trying to swindle a new set of regenerations out of the Time Lords? Or is the answer more subtle? And just how many things did Rassilon own? And also, I suspect Chibnall watched this very closely while plotting out (laughs) Season 12. Welcome to the most ambitious crossover of all time. Yes, the most ambitious and the most entertaining. Overall, this was so fun. I... Loved this immensely. This, I'm, you know, I probably watched it once many, many years ago on PBS. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm virtually coming to this brand new. Yeah. Um, and oh my God. Yeah. It, it, it is grandiose. It is magnificent. It's, I mean, even for, being the 20th anniversary of the show, they're making deep cuts and references and wow. Yeah. It's, um, it's something else. It really is. If you've never seen it, folks, like stop what you're doing. You got plenty of time. You're stuck at home probably. And if you're not, God love you for being out there. Okay. Um, go watch the five doctors. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, we both highly recommend this. I had such a good time with this. I mean, Basically, the first 15 to 20 minutes of this is just reintroductions. Pretty much. And being uh, taken away from a a wizard's hat. Yes. Yes. And an upside down tornado or a yes. wizard's hat. I like wizard's hat better. The CGI wizard's hat. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically all of the doctors are being captured 
one of them is in limbo, which we will talk about, which is very hilarious. Yep. Um, and there's a lot, there's like so much going on here. I don't even know. I, I don't, I don't even think that there is like an ideal way to hit it. I don't know that we could do justice to it chronologically. I, we will probably be all over the place yeah, with but, this because they, they pack so much into 90 minutes. And nothing felt rushed. Nah. nah nothing felt not rushed. Nothing felt not slow. It was just perfect. It was just, yeah. it was just a good time. I will say, is this the best cold open ever? Yes. <laughs> love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Absolutely. First doctor doing his uh, one day I shall come back speech and then right into the credits. Yeah, right into the credits. Uh, I will say just about the song as we jump around here throughout the entire serial, the theme song is morphed or used in a a certain way. And it's great. I love it. They do it a couple of times and it's fantastic. Kind of almost kind of like how when Jody overwhelms the matrix. Hmm. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really starting to think that the end of season 12 was, was heavily influenced by the five doctors. I think like there's a couple of things we'll get to that. We'll get to it. But yeah, I think there's a couple of things here that, that point to that for sure. Um, but yeah, when the theme plays, when, when one's little figurine is pushed, closer to the middle of the board that was great so basically all the doctors are kind of turned into action figures well they do but they don't i don't know it's weird (laughs) i think that's just to symbolize that he has them yes um but they are i I thought he was just trying to show off his collection yes i mean those figures are pretty cool looking yeah they are i like them i wonder where those figures are right Ooh, yeah good question interesting so we're we're kind of pairing up between different doctors uh, two goes to the brig, and I believe I th- I feel like three's by himself at first. And Sarah Jane he, gets picked up. Yeah, yeah, he's driving around in Bessie, and then he gets time scooped. And I'm like, well, wait, did did Bessie get scooped too? And then it turns out it does. And <laughs> yeah, like my first three notes for the third Doctor is all like, what about Bessie? Yes. Bessie notes. Also, uh, I mean, during while everyone's getting scooped up, the fifth doctor is just fading away quite literally. Yeah, he's kind of having a back to the future moment. Yes. And he mentioned something about cosmic angst. Yes. Which is great. Twinge of it. Um, and I love the doctor kind of just fades and the TARDIS just kind of stops. It's yeah. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. What is that? And I, I, it's funny because like everyone gets captured and I'm like, well, this kind of just feels like the end of the story. Like, where do we go from here? And I think I told you I had watched this, and I have no mm-hmm. memory of any of this. Wow. So I did not watch this. If anything, maybe I went, oh, the five doctors, and I just watched the end to see all the doctors interact. So I had no con- <laughs> context for anything. I had no idea what was going on. Uh-huh. But uh, it's it's a very interesting story because all the doctors are captured. The Gallifreyan High Council calls the master yeah, and says, hey... We're going to give you a pardon and an entirely new life cycle of regenerations if you save the doctor. And he's like, (laughs) which is great. 
And that, that might have actually just been a clip from the episode it, we put in it, there. It might have been. He has to go to the death zone, which is something uh, very interesting that I feel like we're not we haven't explored since, have we? Um, I don't think so. Outside of um, good friend of the show, Mike Solko's Time Scoop podcast. Oh yes, um, and because that is set in the death zone, mm. um, which looks a lot like a quarry in Wales. But what do I know? Yeah, I mean, with a big little big uh, castle in the middle of it. Yeah, big old the tower castle, the tower of Rassilon. <clears throat> How many things did Rassilon own? The the fro pick of Athel, of, of Rassilon, the harp of Rassilon, the slippers the of Rassilon. Of Rassilon, I love it because Gallifrey Public Radio. Um, I got also friends of the show. Yes. Um, they will periodically do a um blank of Rassilon uh game oh my god in terms of you have to come up with a thing of Rassilon and then like describe it and what its purpose is and what its powers are the ham radio of Rassilon exactly right that's funny Uh, I like that but I love that in this story we we literally get someone to shout the game of Rassilon and for some reason the guys over at the Game of Rassilon podcast don't use it in their intro. Very interesting. Yes, the Game of Rassilon is a foot. It it is. It's a foot. It's it's the foot of Rassilon. Foot of Rassilon. <laughs> oh goodness. Um. So basically, all of our doctors are stuck in this weird. I called it the Death Zone, but I feel like the Death Zone's bigger than the actual place they are stuck in. I I don't know. So far as I know, this this giant warriesque swath of land with the tower and tomb of Rassilon at one end of it. That whole thing is the death zone. Right. That's how I understand it. So they're kind of just in the waiting. They're in the the waiting room of Rassilon. Exactly. Which doesn't seem that great, honestly. Well, most waiting rooms are like that. Yeah. But uh, in this waiting room, we have... Some Daleks. So at this point, I'm like, oh, man, Daleks are in this? This is crazy. <laughs> and that's not even like the – that's just the beginning. Yeah, basically chasing down, what, the first Doctor and and Susan. Susan, who uh, – I can't I can't say the note I put, but uh, holy, holy F, it's Susan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man, I didn't know Susan was in this. This is great. The list goes on and on. And, I mean, this might be the first – of many Duggan scales, I don't. I think we'll just play it once, not right now. But when they uh, they trick the Dalek into exploding himself. Oh uh, yes, 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 yes. And in the Hall of Mirrors. In the Hall of Mirrors, yes, he explodes himself, and then it's very graphic. <laughs> yes, as in it's just like the you know the little shriveled Dalek, and he's just like bleeding green and shaking. It's crazy. This was a children in need special. Yes, I mean, well, we'll get. There's another like very weird thing going on that will at the end here that we'll get to. But the children, they didn't care. They wanted that Dalek blood. <laughs> they crave it. They crave that sweet, sweet Dalek blood. <laughs> uh, so everyone's transferred to this planet. Uh, we we need to talk about Sarah Jane falling down the hill because it was, as she said, not great. Okay. It was it was she's like eh, and then slowly falls over and then is fully <laughs> falling down the hill. That was ugh. but I get look, I get it. 
you're in a rock quarry. You don't want to get all messed up. I get it. Yeah. But have somebody else do it. But it was very fun. It was. It was. And I love the 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 reintroduction of three and Sarah Jane. I really enjoyed that scene a lot. Yeah. It just fe- it was like, oh, this is great. I love it. And if I and if I'm not mistaken, oh, maybe maybe I'm thinking of 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 the second Doctor dissing on three based on his looks. Oh, <laughs> so and there's a there's actually a bit of that in the story. Yeah, there's a lot of shade being being thrown around here by other doctors. I, love it. I mean, I now, love it. now that you have brought it up, I have a note down here where when we first see where when we first see Troughton, mm-hmm. he he says, "Uh, yes, mine was a bit unpromising too." When he's uh, talking about the Briggs replacement. Oh yes, which was just fantastic, and I I, I think there's it. a couple of other ones. I mean. One coming up that is that is very funny is when one meets up with five, mm-hmm. and it's just like even back then they knew that one was problematic. Oh yeah, which is funny because like everyone got up in arms when they mm-hmm. they brought him back and how he was portrayed, and it's like no, it was true. And look back to the five doctors that. <laughs> Yeah. Even then they knew. Like what was it asking Tegan to go make like coffee or something? Make I'm I know I get get this man a drink and me and Susan. Yes. Yes. Um oh, man, yeah. I, I and I think it's hilarious that the first doctor keeps referring to the fifth doctor as young man, even though it's clearly the same person and older than him. Yes, yes. Which I think is hilarious. Um and I love at the end when two and three are saying goodbye to each other and two goes goodbye, fancy pants and three goes goodbye, scarecrow. Yes. God, I love it. Yes. Very, very funny. So much. Uh, There there was a very interesting quote from, from two where he says in the days before Rassilon, my ancestors had tremendous powers, which they misused disgracefully. Yes. Interesting. There's, it's it it is such a different experience looking at this through the lens of having gone through all of last season yeah there's just stuff that you you literally can take at a completely different level oh absolutely and i mean that's not the only one i mean i just jumping ahead there's the black scrolls of rassilon oh yes which the doctor goes to touch and uh the the Lord President's like, uh, no, don't touch those, and burns them immediately. They have secrets. They literally burst into flames. Interesting. Yep. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Um, I would, I would just like to state to all of fandom out there who um, uh, love using the "Oh, you've redecorated" line uh, and attribute it to the Tenth Doctor, um, which, understandably, did use it. Um, but uh, Second Doctor. This story, holy crap! He goes, "Oh, you've redecorated." I don't like it. Yes, I'm like, yeah. I didn't realize it went back this far. I love it. That's magnificent. Yeah, that's so great, so great. So I think it's around this time we find out that the building is act in the death zone is the tomb of Rassilon. Indeed, and we're uh, we're heading there for whatever reason. Uh, and the master has been transferred to the death zone. Yep. And I love, he just happens across Sarah Jane and three 
And he's like, doctor. And he stops and then <laughs> back slowly backs up to the master, mm-hmm. which I thought was very funny. And they have a very interesting conversation to where Sarah Jane says, we can't just leave him. And he says, you just watch me and drives away. Yep. Just leaves yeah. the master behind after the master's like, hey, I've been sent here to help you. So chop, chop. Yeah, and it makes sense that he doesn't recognize the Ainley Master at first, although slick back hair, goatee, it's kind of obvious, but... Yeah, that was kind of strange. Well, no, because he didn't interact. He only interacted with the Delgado Master. Oh, that's true. So there is that moment where you're like, you look familiar, but not quite. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, This is around the time the game of wrestling is mentioned. And then just when I thought... I mean, we got Daleks, we got five-ish doctors. We got the Cybermen are here now. <laughs> we get a lot of Cybermen in the story. A whole lot of Cybermen. It is like the entire Cyber Army. And I have, why do I have, oh, the five and, I meant five and the Master. I'm like, five and the Doctor? Yeah, that's not what we were. <laughs> so five and the Master have a conversation, and the Cybermen kind of blindside them, and... The master gets hit. Uh, does he take a hit for for um for the doctor? Um, it didn't seem that way to me. Or he just got hit. He may have just gotten hit. And the doctor looks at him and goes, "Well," and just <laughs> leaves him there. <laughs> so the so the master almost completely proven right that he shouldn't be helping the doctor or trying to. You know, and it, and it's so funny. I mean, let's let's talk about the master here for a little bit, especially kind of scheming with the Cybermen for a little bit. Again, looking at this, like I can't not look at this through the lens of season twelve because he's been asked to rescue the Doctor in exchange for a new regeneration cycle. Uh-huh. That's like no wonder he was pissed off later when he found out the truth. Yeah, right, right. I love that he's like, oh, the cosmos without the doctor is scarcely worth thinking about. Yeah. Um, and and then, yeah, scheming with the Cybermen to even even after this, he's like, I'll get you up in this tower. We can destroy the Time Lords. I'm like, am I watching an alternate version of the season 12 finale? What is going on here? <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. It's very, uh, it is very alternate reality kind oh. of. Oh, Totally. However, the Cybermen do a terrible job talking about double crossing the master when they're only like talking three feet away from him. Yes. The yeah. Cybermen do not have like inside voices. No, no, they do not. They kind of have one volume. Yes. Uh the the fifth doctor, he takes oh, that's what happens. He takes the little like um transmat. The transmat, and then thing. he heads back to the high council and he's like, Oh, okay. And I mean nobody knows who is misusing the death zone. No, because honestly, even I totally thought it was the master. I thought it was Rassilon. Oh, okay. And I don't, I mean, I don't know why, because also I found out later that this is technically the introduction of Rassilon, right? Lord, is it? Yeah, this is the first appearance of Rassilon. What, uh, appearance of or reference to? Let me, let me look it up here. Because I want to say three doctors with Omega, we probably get some Rassilon there. But there's a lot of stuff yeah. fleshed out here. So first appearance is listed as the five doctors. Okay. So I'm sure that Rassilon is mentioned, but I mean... I feel like he must be. The five doctors is the first time that the on-screen... Okay. 
Because I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I think Deadly Assassin, you know, we get like the seal of Rassilon. So there's references to. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is the first time we see the character of Rassilon. Like it looks okay. like he's been met, especially with Omega. So it has happened. Yeah. He's been mentioned get, before. It's because it's funny because we get a lot of references to, um, you know, like the official history of Rassilon versus like rumors and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the now the fifth doctor, he basically is, uh, he's trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. He's basically playing detective at this point. Yes. Um, and he's kind of hanging out in the high council while the rest of our doctors and companions are trying to get They're Like we all need to get to, the tomb of Rassilon. That's where we need to go to. Exactly. And it's it's really funny because at one point I think I think they're looking up information like on the TARDIS console and it's rendered in like, you know, basic uh you know or, or, or C plus or whatever right. program language had that little turtle that would draw triangles. Yes. Uh, it's it's basically it, it's it's rendered in Atari. Um <laughs> Yes. And it's like, oh, here's the tower, and it has three entrances, you know, above, uh, like, the middle and below. And and there was, like, some sort of, like, children's rhyme that I think the second Doctor kept kind of, like, going over. Um, because the whole history of Rassilon is, is told in children's rhymes, apparently. Um, and then, like, today when I'm watching uh, the rest of it, you know, I kind of watched, like, the first half of it on Friday and watched the rest of it today. I realized, holy crap, first, second, and third doctors enter above, middle, and below. Like, each take a different oh, way. Oh, yes. Doesn't really lead to anything, but that's how they all come in. Interesting. Yeah. Just, just I'm like, oh, wait a second. They just kind of clicked. And I'm like, oh. Um, so, Sarah Jane is super mad that she has to climb, which was hilarious. I thought that okay. scene was very funny. But we have now come to my favorite part. Oh. Oh, Yes. Of this entire children in need special because I I know what the children need and that's the Rastan warrior robots. This thing is I I'm don't like, even know where do we even begin, Taylor. Uh, the the fact that some dude had to get up in a complete spandex suit, silver spandex up. suit, silver yeah, silver spandex. Why is this man? Has this man who played? The Raston Warrior Robot, has he been at Gallifrey One? Because if he hasn't, uh, oh, he should be. Yes. That is, we need to find that out. And also, why are we not talking about the Raston Warrior Robot every day of our lives until the end of time? Um, because in Japan, he's referred to as Ultraman. Uh, I don't know. So this is, this is the craziest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. It is just a guy like described in all, all silver. He has a uh, like a robotic mask that doesn't really have a lot of features on it. No, I mean, it, and I'm trying to think of what these like full body head covered uh, what they're called. Suits are called. Yes, I just call it Green Man because that is uh, that is what it is called in um, not that Green Man. Uh, <laughs> you knew where I was going. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Uh, that's what they call it in Always Sunny because he's wearing an all spandex green suit, and he is referred okay. to as Green Man. There, there is there is a there is a more official term for what those suits oh, are called, yeah. and I 
can't remember it for the life of me right now, but that's neither here nor there. Right. And I mean, the Raston Warrior Robot is everywhere. The the Raston Warrior Robot is, is, I believe it's described to us as like the deadliest thing in the universe. Basically. And what happens is he can teleport. He jumps into mid. He jumps into midair and does like the celebration freeze frame, <laughs> and like disappears. Yep. And also, I mean, oh my god, this is so crazy. He has uh, the ability to shoot spears from his hands. Yes, which is also ridiculous, and and seemingly has an infinite number of them. But but no, he has a stockpile of them at the entrance to this cave. Yeah. It's um it's I don't uh, and also he has a sword. He has a sword at the end. So I yes. mean while we're talking about Raston Warrior Robot, basically uh 3 and Sarah Jane are need to get past him. But he is uh he is a ninja basically. Yes. And who should come come along but our fodder, our fodder, not our father. <laughs> Uh, the Cybermen, and they all get Rastoned for sure. Oh my God, they they blowed up so good. So one of the like one comes and he just destroys it very willy nilly, and I was like, that's awesome. And then more start to come, and I go, oh my God, this is gonna be the best thing I've ever seen, and it was pretty much. He's just throwing these spears through uh through Cybermen. At one point, one of the Cybermen, like, the arms are flying off. They're exploding. One of them throws up, (laughs) which is the best thing ever. He just throws up. And then to end it all, because uh, Three and Sarah Jane, he's like, come on, Sarah Jane, let's go. And they just run into the cave. Yep. And to end it all, the Raston Warrior robot cuts off one of the Cybermen's heads to end it. Just complete like samurai warrior destruction kind of thing. And 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 all the while <clears throat> the scene is just filled with that modulated David Banks like moaning, groaning, dying yeah. Cyberman sound. Um, which I would never be able to do justice. Um, so just just go watch this. <laughs> if nothing else, this one scene is incredible. Yeah, man. It's um it's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. It's, it's, and I can't believe this is the first time I have ever heard of the Raston Warrior robot. I've been going to Gallifrey for, I think, over 10 years now, and I have not heard one person make reference to the Raston Warrior robot. Because this is the only time it appears. It does appear. I think it is in a comic book. Oh, okay. I'm, she I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. Come on, y'all. Where's the rat? <laughs> where's the rest on Warrior Robot Love? That's all I care about. Let's be honest. It'd be a really easy cosplay. This is got for which I don't. <laughs> no, I do not either. But this is amazing. I can't believe. I need like a rest on Warrior Robot figure. I need fan art. I need everything. <laughs> it's this is the most bonkers thing in Doctor Who, and they had a man made out of candy. This is so crazy. It's insane. I love you, Raston Warrior Robot. 
That is so true. In fact, I would love to see if you want to talk fan art, um, that that moment where the Raston Warrior robot is taking off the Cyberman's head, but done just in like full like feudal Japan, you know, art. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that'd be so. You great. know that that would look unbelievable. All I right. would pay good money for that. I'm on the Raston Warrior robot TARDIS Wikia. And I am at the behind the scenes. We this needs to happen. Okay. okay. Oh my goodness! This should have happened. Russell T Davies expressed some interest in bringing back the Raston Warrior oh, robot, citing the five Doctors as the finest episode in the series. And it was a neat special. Yes. Uh, the Raston Warrior robot was played by Keith Hodak. H O D I A K. Hodiak? Hodiak. And he is an actor, but he was also a professional ballet dancer and instructor. Uh, Hell yeah. No wonder he looks so fluid in his mission. Yes. Uh, the Raston Warrior robot costume is a repaint of the Cyberman androids costume. A rather amusing turn of events as uh, the Cyberman androids were controlled by Cybermen doing their bidding. Interesting. And that is very interesting. Oh, the yeah, the Cybermen androids from Earthshock. Oh, oh, right, yes, that's awesome. Raston Warrior Robot, I salute thee. <laughs> you are my new favorite thing. Wow, and to think it replaced your other favorite thing in the set in the story. Yeah, very interesting. That's that's very very crazy. So anyway, thank you for uh, that whole thing. That was great. Totally. <laughs> How could they possibly top it? I don't know, but they did. Uh, I mean, the master tricking all the Cybermen into walking across a chessboard and killing themselves. Oh I know. That was, I feel, I, I will say this. That is the one scene that felt a little long. Yes. That, I don't yes. know if it actually was a little long, but it did feel a little long. But it's a minor nitpick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because we need to recognize that for, for the vast majority of this story, the first doctor has been teamed up with Tegan. Yes. It's so weird. It is insanely weird. Yeah. And like Susan is hanging out with Turlo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Turlo. <laughs> it's very strange. It's very strange. Uh, but I love that the master leaves a clue behind not, the food pie, the dessert oh. item, but the number pie. Yes. And then really hilarious. How yes. That works out. And when you th think things couldn't get crazier when we're in the tomb of Rassilon, uh Liz Shaw shows up. Oh, yes. Yes. Because rat the mind of Rassilon. Yes. Is is reaching out and messing with people. It's nuts. For S's and G's, I guess. Yes, it's um, it's Liz and who? I'm sorry, I forgot. He's uh, a unit. Uh, uh, He's a unit uh, guy. Yes, my kids. My kids. Yes, they both show up and they're like, "Come on, Doctor!" And he's like, "Phantoms!" And he just runs away. <laughs> and I love. I, is it Liz that goes, "Stop him!" <laughs> and they fade yeah. away. Yes, but it's like, who's she uh, saying to stop him? There's no one there. They're phantoms. I know, but uh, it's exciting. And then Jamie and Zoe show up for a hot yep. minute. I was like, this is yep. great. I love it. Yeah. But they, they appear to uh two in the brig. We need to talk about how Zoe is just wearing bubble wrap. <laughs> which was just so strange. I didn't I was I, like, what is happening? I think the technical term is 
a diaphanous dress of bubble wrap of bubble wrap yeah thank you but hey i feel like you know sarah jane started off in a <clears throat> translucent raincoat yeah then, you had some thoughts about this i do yeah i don't know i mean i i think of sarah jane outfits as being a little bit more practical um and and ready for adventure and i i get it she was scooped out of like i don't know being on her way to work or something or maybe going yes. down to the shops i don't know but she looks like she's in like this kind of like awkward frilly kind of i almost liken it to like this kind of like pink baby doll dress yeah it was really weird. it just it, it just doesn't seem sarah jane yeah you know it's very strange yeah, it, it, but like that was my one my one costuming complaint. I'm like, you are wearing an outfit that seems completely unlike your character. Yeah, it was very, very strange. I did not get it. Yeah. So gang's all here. We're all in the tomb of Rassilon. Everybody's they're there. Decoding this, yeah. They're, well, they're almost decoding everybody. this like obelisk looking thing. Yeah. That and actually honestly has a lot of Greek on it. Yes. It's not it's not circular Gallifreyan. No. Why it's is great. it not circular Gallifreyan? Took too long to chisel circles. I guess. I love all the companions are just like, get a load of these guys. Yep. Um, which is fun. It's yeah, it is. It's it, it's fun, you know, everybody kind of like introducing themselves to each other. Yeah. And it's what Sarah Jane and Tegan get get to meet and very you know, cool. The break's happy. It's like, oh, Miss Jovanka, Miss Smith, so nice to see you both. You know, yes, that was fun. Remember the gentleman. That was so good. Um, so we find out that the Ring of Rassilon basically grants you immortality, <laughs> and of course they're just screaming this in the halls, and the master's like, oh yeah, I'll take that immortality. Yep. Oh, hmm, immortality. Hmm. 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 Immortality. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> uh, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna hit it now because let's just go through. I think do we have three Duggan scale moments? I I think so. All right, I'm hitting it right now. Hit it. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. <laughs> it's time for the Duggan scale. All right, so the master, as usual, run in his mouth, and the brig, I believe yes. he says, oh, so good to see you again, and just decks the master and lays him out. Clobbers him. Just clobbers him. Lays him out. So let's go. We, we have three Duggan scale moments. Let us go with this one first, which is the brig punching out the master. One punch knocks him out. Yep. I'm going to say... You know, punch brig? a human punching out a time lord in one punch. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. The master is basically knocked out for the rest of the story at this point. Yes, he is out okay. for the rest of the story. Okay, because he does get basically like transmatted out of there unconscious. Yes. So, okay, I'm going to give this a seven and a half. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he okay. I mean, for all we know. The master could have regenerated after this. <laughs> no, wow. I don't. that's how hard he hit him. Uh, I'm honestly, I, I've got to go up a full point from there, man. That's an eight and a half for me. I wow. mean, one, it's the brig clobbering the master. I mean, Goodness. you think about how much 
the master has vexed the brig throughout three's entire run. <laughs> yes. You know, that the brig gets to clobber him and he is knocked out for the rest of the story. That's a big hit. Eight and a half. Man. All right. Okay. So let's work backwards here. We have the Raston warrior robot destroying a series of Cybermen, including okay. making one throw up before he died. Uh, he also cut the head off of another one, and you know, just exploded a lot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. It's this is a one man wrecking machine. I think it'd bring a tear to Duggan's eye. I'm gonna go nine. I yeah, I th- I think a nine is a, a very solid uh, uh, number for this. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't even know, I don't even know why we're going nine. I mean, what more could this guy do? That's true. You know what? I'm, I'm going perfect 10. You're right. This is a 10. It is, it is, we gushed over this scene and not just gushed cyber vomit. Yes. Very much Uh, like that Cyberman did after the rest on warrior robot, uh, destroyed him. We are in awe. Yeah, you're right. just i mean it's not it's not classic duggan it is not classic duggan but i mean if duggan had some upgrades he would be like yeah that's great fair yes i will agree with that give me that harpoon thing i will murder people with it (laughs) i will shoot them out of my arms (laughs) uh and then for the the first thing we see is the the uh is the first doctor and susan tricking the Dalek into exploding himself. Uh, this one, I mean, it's pretty clever. Also, he explodes, and then there's just violence happening all around him. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to go with a solid eight here. That's right about where I was thinking. Um, it's um, it's a nice trick of the hollow mirrors. Yes, getting him, getting him to basically smash himself. Um, and it, and it's not so much the smash it's more the after effect yes that i think has the delivery here so the explosion is also very good it's good yeah it's good i mean i've seen quite a lot of daleks blow up in my day um but it really is the after effect that kind of like is the punch yes so it's around this time oh and i forgot i forgot to mention let's back up here the the doctor accuses um is it Castilian? Castilian? Castellan. Castellan of um, he's the which mole. Is, which is, and we should point out, Castellan isn't a name; it's a title. It is a title. That guy's name is yeah. Jericho, I believe. Interesting. Interesting. Yes, I looked it up. <laughs> yes, I looked it up. <laughs> uh, I love that they're like, "It's him." Use the mind probe. He's like, "Not the mind probe," and the door closed. And the door closes, and um, it's almost like Oswald. Like instant boom! Yeah, it was. It was a complete Jack Ruby moment. Yes, it wasn't even the mind probe. Jack Ruby actually ran up. They teleported him there and said, yes. "Now murder this guy, and we'll teleport you back, and you'll be a exactly. hero." Yep, killed the Castellan, and then Castellan. Yeah, and they're like, oh, he had a gun. And, I mean, there's a cover-up here, which is crazy. But then we, I mean, coming back. Oh, you know what else we didn't mention? There's a freaking Yeti in this story. 
Jones Ripley ending in the story. This is right. And and two throws fireworks at him. Yeah, he throws like dynamite at him, but that doesn't really work. But that was that was crazy. I mean, there's so much stuff in here that it's just like impossible to even Oh yeah. I, get I, to I it guarantee you i will be listening back to this to like do the tweets for the next week and go oh man we never talked about x y or z yeah so Um, there's just so much going on turns out lord president is the evil dude he is a a bad bad man heel turn happens and he's like i need that rassilon ring the ring of rassilon because i want to be immortal wait wait the, the Ring of Rasselin? Yes. Rasselin? I said Rasselin. Wrestling? Rasselin. <laughs> I said Rasselin, didn't I? I think you did, and I'm trying to turn it into a wrestling Into Rasselin? Into Rasselin? Yeah. Rasselin? Just re- record a Tornado Tag Radio, John. You should <sighs> be getting these jokes more quickly. Look, I'm... <laughs> it's been a day. <laughs> it has been a day for you, hasn't it? It's been a day. So... I mean, this guy's got all the powers now. He's controlling everybody. He is in. Oh, yeah, because he's got that, 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 what did he call it? The coronet. The coronet not, of Rassilon. Of Rassilon. Yes. This is a, literally a crown. Yeah, so a very um, uh, cool-looking crown. It is, actually. And he's controlling the fifth doctor. They end up going to the tomb of Rassilon. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be immortal. And then we, we see Rassilon for the first time, and he's got a booming voice. Yeah, and he's got this kind of like almost kind of I don't know what to call it, kind of this crazy Mongolian look to him. Yes, he does. The, the facial hair and the hat. And I'm like, this is not how I picture Rassilon. Yeah, and he goes, "Who seeks it? The immortality." And Lord President's like, "Hey, man, yeah, I do." And he's like, "Okay, yeah, uh, take my ring then, I guess." And oh, but he asks all the doctors, "Do you guys think he should have this?" And they all say no, except for uh, one. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, he should totally have it." First doctor knows what's up. He knows that ring will not end well. Yeah, so he takes the ring off off the corpse of Rassilon. That's another of Rassilon, and yeah. uh, he puts it on. And he's like, "Yeah, I got that power now." And Rassilon says, "Hey, man." Uh, I totally tricked you. Now you can. Now you can live in my tomb. So and he the becomes like ugh. on the tomb, come alive, and I literally lose my sheezy. Yeah, it was like, oh my god. <laughs> well, I was so bonkers. It's uh, it's very dark. Um, it is. He's like, well, now you live here in my tomb with these other super Forever. greedy guys, and then. <laughs> I love wrestling's like, hey, do any of you want immortality? And they're like, no, no, we're good. It's fine. Thanks, though. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're cool. We're, we're cool, man. Thanks. And I mean, the story come or the story comes to an end where the everybody, you know, they ship off. They travel through the the flying wizard hats. Yes. And um, the remaining members of the the high council come and they're like, doctor, you're the Lord president now. And he's like, uh, what? <laughs> they're like, you've, you've passed this up for far too long. And he says, yeah, okay, well you, you can uh, be in charge when I'm gone. I'm going to be gone right now and I'll be, I'll meet you guys there. Okay. Bye. <laughs> and he leaves and we get a great closing line here where, 
I think it's Tegan says, so you're just going to take the TARDIS and, and leave and not, and not like go back to Gallifrey. And he goes, why not? After all, that's how it all started. And I was like, that's perfect. Perfect. Bless you, Terrence Dix. You did such a great job. This was absolutely masterful. I loved it. It was. It really was. This this is very high up on my list of favorite stories. Now. Yeah. It was so good. I don't even have any like notes for I mean, the only thing I have like costume wise is yo, the commander's getup was wild. I think he had like a weird helmet yeah. that had like a, a broom on top of it or something. Something like that. I mean, mine was like, uh, oh, Tegan's dress is that's interesting pattern. Okay. Yes. I mean, yeah, there, there was not a lot uh, for me to to talk about. I mean, you know, besides the actual story, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember because I've got, um, I th- oh, I can't remember if it's one of the doctors or if it's Rassalon that goes, immortality is a curse, not a blessing. And it's like, well, now that you mention it, it must have been one of the doctors because I had that. Well, now that you mention it, guess what, doctor? You, you actually are. Yeah, right. Um, it man, this I, like I have one note for directing, and it's like there are so many people in this. Yes, it had to be such a challenge. Oh, I bet. But it was so well done. Um, I'm like, yeah, I've just I'm I'm going over my notes, which are extensive. <laughs> yeah, mine are too, and they're all in caps uh, per usual. Well, that's yeah, that's usual for you. <laughs> <clears throat> um. I, I do have a question though. Yes. Wouldn't Susan technically know who the master is because he and the doctor were friends in the Academy? Yes. But I mean, if he didn't look like that, Oh wait, she didn't know who he was at all by name. Right. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess there's ways to explain that away, but yeah, I'm not worry about them. Um, I'm just, yeah, man, I'm, I'm like, scrolling down through my notes i'm like is there anything that i just absolutely i mean i love that we have to see canine for a little bit yes just a little bit just a little bit but i'm okay with that it's always nice to see canine yes always nice um, to see canine. um uh yeah that's yeah. That, that's it man this this is great it was so fun this was I, i'm so really glad that in our our first week of being uh you know cooped up inside this was this was the episode we picked because yeah. it was super fun. Yeah, it was an absolute delight. I, I yeah. <laughs> so before we get out of here and announce what we are doing next time, we have one thing left to do, and I'm going to hit that button. Hit it. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the close <laughs> All right, Taylor, what are we thinking here? We got, we had exploding and throwing up Cybermen and Daleks. Yep. yep. It's crazy. I, what are we thinking? I, I think even with all of that, um, because thankfully it's early eighties and it's only so convincing. Um, right. And kind of when that stuff happens, it's almost so kind of bonkers over the top that you're kind of going, wait, wait, what? Yeah. Rather than, ah, you know, <laughs> uh, this, I mean, I, I love for the kids to see this someday. Oh yeah. I realize a lot of it would probably be me going, okay, so so that one's the first doctor. Okay. <laughs> second doctor. Yeah. Okay, and 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 that person there that was a companion of the, you know, it'll probably be a lot of explaining who is right. who. Um, but just the adventure is just so crazy over the top. Oh my goodness, yeah. It would be 
it would be hilarious. All right. So Taylor, it's your pick. Would you like to tell the people what we are what are we are viewing next time here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I really wanted to take it old school, and I wanted to find one that at least knew we had all the episodes for. Um, so next time we're going to be watching the Space Museum. Yes, we're going all the way back to William Hartnell. We I feel like he is our least covered doctor. We would have to double check yeah, the stats, I, but. Uh, you know i wanted to get a little bit more of his stuff in but again also wanted to find one where i knew we had all the episodes yes absolutely i want to say this is second season i don't think this is first season yeah so it's starring william hartnell as the doctor william russell as ian jacqueline hill as barbara maureen o'brien as vicky it was written by glenn 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 jones and directed by mervin pinfield or mervin no, Mervin, like Mervin. the store. There we go. Uh, Mervin's yeah. RIP, I think. I don't know. I don't think they're around anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's, uh, do you have anything else before we uh, plug away here? Um, folks, stay healthy. Stay inside. Yes. Wash your hands. Love your loved ones. Um, support, you know, the people who need it most. Uh, support your local businesses if you can. Um, hunker down. Yeah. Keep looking. Keep enjoying. Keep interacting. Just at a safe distance. Absolutely. And, and thank you. yes, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at The Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica and rate and review us as, and, as well. And we're also on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the NOTLG. And once again, in lieu of what is going on. Go support a local business. And that, I mean, you know, oh, I, I don't want to eat what I have in the house. Well, your local business is also a food establishment. So find a non-chain local place. Order, yeah. see if they they have uh, Postmates or anything like that. I know Postmates is waiving like all fees. So yeah, support those businesses because they are still open some of them are, and they, they need help more than we do. But if you feel so inclined, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Any little, lit, oh my goodness, any little bit helps keep this train a moving on. You've had a long day. We're yeah, all man. Tired. And after this, I mean, just as a little uh, teaser for everyone, I have to go find some music for uh, the Pincroft pod. Oh, yes, that's right. Which is, uh, we announced it yesterday. It is a, what would we call it, a season-based podcast with uh, myself and my fiance Lauren. Uh, she, the first season is, she has never seen any baseball movies. Any? I think she's seen Angels in the Outfield. Okay. I think. Okay. But she has not seen League of Their Own, Bad News Bears, Moneyball, Rookie of the Year, a lot of them. She's not seen a lot of them. So that's what we're doing for the first season. We do have, I think, four seasons planned out already. So, yeah. So we're going to get started on this pretty soon. I just need to find some music. Not not to mention you and I need to to schedule a, a an episode of what do you want to talk about? Yes, just just let me know. I have nobody okay. on the docket. Um okay. I haven't reached out to anyone. But yes, I just released a new episode of What Do You Want to uh, What Do You Want to Talk About with my friend Courtney. We talk about the K pop sensation BTS. 
I had no idea about them. Now I know I a lot more. So much today. Hmm? Did you did you listen I, to it? Yeah, I've already listened to it. Oh, yeah. great! It was yeah, a lot I of fun. And also, if you if if you just listen to that episode for anything, just listen to the part where I get legitimately frightened as hashtag Henson the little pup enters the studio. Yes, uh, that it, that if anything is a joy to hear. It was so frightening. It was pitch black in here. Oh jeez! And he is a black dog, so. It was a whole thing. But anyways, guys, join us again next week. Remember, we are weekly now, again, until this all blows over, whenever that is. Uh, But join us next time when we talk about the Space Museum, and we will see you guys then. Bye. See ya. I need, like, a Raston Warrior Robot figure. I need fan art. I need everything. It's This is the most bonkers thing in Doctor Who, and they had a man made out of candy.